Well, hello and welcome to the first CSF podcast of 2023. Happy New Year to you all. And as ever, we're aiming to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in rheumatology. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to review two papers that have the theme of methotrexate tapering, but use their analysis to look at two slightly different aspects of this concept. In the first paper, um, Meng and colleagues hypothesized that patients with controlled RA may taper methotrexate from targeted therapy with low risk of not being able to sustain remission. In this systematic review and meta-analysis, they cover aspects from mean disease activity scores after tapering to radiographic outcomes and safety to ascertain whether it's possible to withdraw methotrexate with that critical element, maintaining disease control. And the second paper comes from Roy Fleischmann and colleagues who analyzed methotrexate withdrawal data, but this time to evaluate the performance of disease activity metrics. So we'll go into each of them in detail just in a moment. And as ever, if you want to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, please visit cytokinesignaling.com. Cytokine signaling, all one word. Okay, first paper. Can patients with controlled rheumatoid arthritis taper methotrexate from targeted therapy and sustain remission? A systematic review and meta-analysis. Well, the background here, it's motherhood and apple pie, isn't it? Methotrexate, we all know, is one of our most commonly used uh, DMARDs, and it's often used in combination with biologic DMARDs. Adherence to methotrexate is actually rather variable and probably inferior to that of adherence to, to biologic DMARDs. GI intolerance, cytopenia as abnormal liver function are common adverse events cited as reasons for methotrexate discontinuation. So up to 30% of patients are on biologic DMARD monotherapy, partly due to this methotrexate intolerance, so there are other factors at play. And in addition, many biologic DMARDs have shown efficacy when used as a monotherapy. Tapering DMARDs is a desirable goal for many patients with RA, and the clinical benefits of tapering therapy remain unclear, despite quite a few goals at trying to understand it. For example, how feasible is it for patients who are taking a combination of targeted therapy with methotrexate to taper their methotrexate and continue to have disease control? By the way, the reciprocal is equally a, a legitimate question, and uh, we can maybe think about that another time. The objective of this study was to determine the risk of not being able to sustain remission after tapering methotrexate from targeted therapies in patients with controlled RA. Tapering studies in which patients received any targeted therapy, including all classes of biologic DMARDs or JAKNIBs in combination with methotrexate, in which study evaluated the proportion of patients in remission after the dosage of methotrexate was tapered were included. Um, there were 10 studies, nine RCTs and one long-term extension, and there are three tapered methotrexate from combination with etanercept, three tapered methotrexate from toclizumab, uh, one trial uh, each tapered methotrexate from tofacitinib, adalimumab, and abtacet. Seven articles studied established RA, uh, three articles studied early RA, and eight studies stopped methotrexate in their tapering strategy. Um, two studies gradually reduced the dose of methotrexate. So key results here. Well, duration of remission and follow-up was uh, evident in nine studies, 
Uh, studies that reported outcomes up to one year after tapering had remission rates ranging from 48 to 76 percent. This dropped to 40 percent in one study that reported 18-month remission outcomes. When persistent remission, defined as consistent remission at weeks 12, 24, 36, and 40, remember patients could dip in and out in, in, over time, after tapering methotrexate to tofacitinib monotherapy was used, remission rates dropped to 4%. So persistent remission um, after uh, tapering to tofacitinib monotherapy remission has really come down quite significantly. Uh, mean disease activity scores after tapering evident in eight studies. One study found that disease Worsening, defined as SDI greater than 11, was similarly high in those who stopped methotrexate compared to those who continued etamacept to methotrexate. Two studies demonstrated non-inferiority of change in DAS28 scores in withdrawing methotrexate from tocolizumab compared to combination. One study did not demonstrate non-inferiority of maintaining change in DAS28 scores in the group withdrawing methotrexate from sertilizumab compared to continuing therapy. And three studies did not find a significant difference in mean scores between groups. In terms of function, uh, one study found an adjusted mean change in the HACDI of 0.16 in those who stopped methotrexate versus uh, minus 0.04 in those who continued on avatacet methotrexate. Uh, one study found significantly longer morning stiffness in the sertilizumab uh, monotherapy group compared to sertilizumab in combination with methotrexate combination group. Um, patient global pain, fatigue, work loss, tender joint count scores trended worse with uh, sertilizumab monotherapy, but did not reach significant. In terms of radiographic outcomes, uh, data from three studies demonstrated no significant differences in radiographic progression after tapering to targeted therapy alone. And in terms of predictors of maintaining disease control, that would be the holy grail. Well, suggestions in three studies here, higher baseline disease activity scores and rheumatoid factor was found to be associated with lower likelihood of maintaining remission. And higher physician global assessment scores were associated with restarting methotrexate during the open label long-term extension. And in terms of recapture of remission, uh, this was uh, evidenced in two studies. One study reported that remission was recaptured with retreatment in 75% of patients in the Tanerset monotherapy group by week 48. And the long-term extension study reported that patients who restarted methotrexate later than four weeks after entering the LTE had worse disease activity scores compared to those who restarted methotrexate earlier. Um, what about safety? Well, overall, there were no significant differences between groups in the number of AEs, serious AEs, and discontinuations of treatment as a result of AEs. Three studies, two RCTs and one LTE, noted a numerical increase in the frequency of AEs in the patients treated with methotrexate compared to other arms. One RCT reported higher AEs in the tocilizumab monotherapy group compared to the methotrexate-treated group. The meta-analysis all 10 studies, 2,000 patients, showed a pooled risk ratio for maintaining remission after tapering methotrexate from target therapy of 0.9. There was no heterogeneity among the studies in this group. And among the studies that enrolled patients with early RA, the risk ratio was 0.84, and heterogeneity, once again, was 0%. Among studies with patients with established RA, the risk ratio was 0.92, and again, there was 0% heterogeneity. So patients with controlled RA do appear to be able to taper methotrexate from targeted therapy with a 10% reduction in the ability to sustain remission for up to 18 months. 
I think longer follow-up of studies with attention to radiographic functional and patient-reported outcomes are needed, though. The, the risk of disease worsening should be discussed with the patient with careful follow-up and prompt retreatment of disease worsening, uh, I, I think, would be mandated. Now, the authors of this review advocate for the continuation of methotrexate with target, uh, target therapy when it's well tolerated, as the longer term effects of tapering beyond 18 months really does need further study. And there were indicators of potential worsening of function, functional outcomes in some studies. So a lot to take in there. I'd recommend you actually have a look at that review because it's a very common question in practice. The other thing just to think about, um, you know, in some health economic environments, maybe tapering methotrexate is not the right approach. Maybe we should be thinking about tapering a more expensive medicine if that is indeed the circumstance. So lots to think about in that area. Now, the second paper is an analysis of disease activity metrics in a methotrexate withdrawal study among patients with rheumatoid arthritis treated with tofacitinib plus methotrexate. Um, background here, well, a number of patients with RA discontinue methotrexate due to intolerance and or preferences. And as such, understanding the effectiveness in this case of tofacitinib monotherapy and maintaining disease control after methotrexate withdrawal is clearly clinically relevant. Oral shift assessed the efficacy and safety of tofacitinib modified release, that's 11 milligrams QD, following methotrexate withdrawal as compared with continued combination therapy. This was in patients with RA who achieved CDI-defined LDA with tofacitinib plus methotrexate at week 24. The primary endpoint was changed from baseline in DAS28 from week 24 to week 48. Oral shift concluded that withdrawal of methotrexate may be considered in patients who achieve CDI-LD over 24 weeks of combination therapy, although a numerically greater proportion of patients maintained DAS28-LDA with continued combination therapy at week 48. However, as oral shift used different disease activity metrics, CDI for the achievement of LDA and DAS28 for maintenance of LDA, questions were raised as to whether the results would have been different if the same measure were utilized for both achievement and maintenance of LDA. So perhaps a bit of a semantic, uh, but actually it probably does matter in clinical practice. So this was a post hoc analysis, evaluating the performance of other disease activity metrics to see how treatment response rates may vary depending on the measurement you use. So they, they looked at STI at DAS28-4 using CRP and at RAPID-3. Key results here, well, for each disease activity metric, the proportion of patients achieving or not achieving LDA at week 24 was similar between patients who received tofacitinib plus methotrexate and patients who received tofacitinib monotherapy. Of interest, um, highlighting the variance of different metrics, only around 50% of patients achieving CDI-LDA at week 24 also achieved DAS28 ESR LDA. For each disease activity metric, the proportion of patients achieving or not achieving remission at week 24 was similar between patients who received TOFA plus methotrexate and patients who received TOFA monotherapy. And again, of importance at week 24, while approximately 55% of patients achieved DAS28 CRP less than 2.6 and 80% achieved rapid three remission, less than or equal to 30% of patients achieved DAS28 using ESR, CDI or SI remission. And across disease activity metrics, excluding the DAS28 ESR remission, 58 to 89% of patients per group and numerically more patients receiving TOFA plus methotrexate achieved the same criterion at week 48 
as at week 24. And the differences between groups and least squares mean change from baseline DAS28 ESR from week 24 to 48 favoured tofacitinib plus methotrexate, only nominal p-values here. So again, a lot to take in here. It's a post-hoc analysis with all the limitations that imposes of data from oral shift. And it suggests that regardless of the metric used for the disease activity state at randomization, generally most patients in both treatment groups met the same disease control criteria at week 48. There's a, a consistent trend towards higher response rates with TOFA plus methotrexate compared with TOFA monotherapy observed across metrics after randomization with nominal differences for DAS28 ESR responses. Compared with continued combo therapy, withdrawal of methotrexate did not lead to a clinical meaningful reduction in the response to tofacitinib. Well, to view these publications, uploaded this month and to access our other podcasts and resources do head over to cytokinesignaling.com cytokinesignalingoneword.com and as always thanks for your attention don't forget to subscribe to the podcast let us know what you think by leaving a review it really is a pleasure to have you joining us and we, we do take that feedback very seriously and we amend and, and adapt what we're doing accordingly so thanks again for your attention